two weeks, three weeks, I don't know, four weeks, and we're back. Um, actually, oh, we're already getting messages. People want to see us. People want to see us. Uh, we're back wow. from summer break. Hey, all right. People are sending <laughs> us messages already. Back from so, the break. And Will isn't even here, and we're getting messages. Holy cow. Yeah, Will's, um, what do I want to say? Um, he's, he's still working. I mean, we took a summer break because all of us had a lot of projects and we're just kind of overwhelmed from work. Not that we're supposed to talk about that kind of stuff, but that's where we were. We just all popped away for a few weeks and put our lives Wait, back and put our lives back in order. And, uh, we are, we're back. We're hoping for some questions because, uh, Hey, it's no driving gloves and we're going at this with no gloves and no plan. Uh, we know there's some things going on in the automotive world. You know, since we went away, Lotus introduced some new cars, um, a couple fights in Formula One. Um, we're trying to avoid the electric car news that was in, in but Riven's yeah, got there's... the truck out. Riven's got the fastest pickup truck in the world, uh, or Rivian. Um, still want the Rivian guys on the show, still working on that. Um, What's your buddy from Tesla coming on? I don't know. He, he he seems to be playing in space lately. Yeah, well, you know. So, and I think he just broke up with his girlfriend. So he could be. That he could happens. Be, you know. You you wonder would he even notice? <laughs> you know, he seems to work all the time. <laughs> they might have broke up months ago, and he just went home and said, "Where the heck did she go?" Hmm. <laughs> Oh, she must be out shopping again. That was a joke. Um, That was a joke, folks. You know, getting back to that, we don't have a topic. So our, and you know, other, other car people have done shows and things like that. So is this, is this a a podcast about nothing? um, Yeah, I'm actually working on a podcast about nothing, uh, kind of inspired by uh, the uh, old Jerry thing and uh, heard some interesting. That's what this show was. I heard. Well, just, I guess Seinfeld is a car guy, even That's though he doesn't. Where know. I was going with that, yeah. John? I know, I know. Were you Were you going to talk about the new Seinfeld? Ah, uh, there's new. Uh, uh, I'm out of touch with reality. <laughs> there's new Seinfeld? Question <laughs> mark. Well, I I'm, miss not, that? I'm, not, I... I'm not sure. I heard Jerry on a car podcast that he's a pretty much a regular on, and I think he'll be on more often because uh, now he's staying in California instead of New York, and the podcast out of California. And he was talking, he doesn't own Seinfeld or anything any, anymore, but whoever owns Seinfeld sold it to Netflix, and Netflix is remastering all the shows, putting them into 4K, and it kind of looks like from the preview, they're recutting all the episodes and it might become a chronological order show. Uh, kind of like if you watch The Godfather, the complete epic, you know, it's like a six, eight-hour movie, and it has episodes one and two all chopped up so it's completely chronological and and it's the only way to watch the godfather unfortunately i don't think it's aired in five or six years and it was just like once on hbo uh it's not out on dvd it's not out on streaming um i have a vhs copy of it and i do have a vhs player but um i just can't watch that inferior tv but so I, I'm kind of excited about the new Seinfeld. I guess we can really stretch and say that's a car thing. A little bit. But, you know, now that you bring up TV shows and movies, I think we've talked about covering this topic. I don't recall covering it unless it was a show I missed. Have we talked about um, some of the famous cars that have been in movies and TV and some of our favorites from various movies and shows I, I don't think we've done that because there's some no. pretty significant cars out there and yeah everybody knows the bullet mustang and um you know the the, the gone in sex 60 seconds cars and the original movie folks not that crappy remake um but it, some of the oddball ones that have shown up over the years i mean there are some great movie cars that are oddball cars and people don't really know about yeah, we, we've discussed doing that and we always put it off until we have more hosts or, you know, it's you and I or it's me and Will or me and Sean or whatever. Kind of wanted to have more hosts to do that for maybe a little bit more um, excitement. Um, 
Well, if they would ever join us, they could do it. Yeah, I was going to say, we got a few people uh, watching. I'm going to tell a little story. It's a little tragedy. All about Um, how his life got flipped, turned upside down. (laughs) Well, I moved out to Bel Air, you know. Bel Airs were nice cars. You know, see, my parents left the keys to the brand new Porsche, and I figured, would they mind? Well, of course not. Well, no, I'll, I'll do that. But if anybody out there uh, wants to throw out some TV cars, pop it into the chat or that, and Derek's going to think of some, I'm going to try to think of something. Try, I'm actually going to try to think of two things at the same time um, while I'm telling this little story. Um, unfortunately, um, I, we'll never get her on the show to talk about it, and we're hoping to get Zara on the show at some point. And 18 months ago, she had bought this, and I've alluded to it, she bought this kick-ass Cadillac, heavily, heavily modified SEMA show car, Picked it up at a great price, kind of an ATSV coupe prototype. This thing was a wide body, you know, had 12 inch wide rear tires, uh, 10 inch wide fronts, uh, 21 inch diameter wheels. Uh, it was a two liter four cylinder, putting out about 425 horsepower on E85. Just an absolute gorgeous car. And, uh, just wanted to have her to come on and talk. I mean, it was a, it was a badass car. And I keep talking was because mid-August, she was going over to a friend's house, going down the interstate in the rain. Uh, somebody cut her off, and it spun into the median and is no longer with us. Well, kind of no longer with us. If you're adventurous, it is on Copart. Go back to our previous episode about Copart and learn how to buy a car on Copart. But it is available on Copart. Look for a 2015 Cadillac ATS Coupe in, actually, it's in Birmingham. Um, it's a 20,000-mile car. Um, believe it or, uh, believe me, if you can pick it up, you're going to pick it up for a steal. You can do a little bit of body work, do a little tweaking to the suspension. Biggest expense is going to be the side curtain airbags went off. The car's in pretty good shape. Just the dollars and cents didn't make sense to uh, save it. So I really, like I said, wanted to get on, talk about the car, but um, it's gone and she's still very upset about it. She loved that car and, you know, bought it three months. She bought it in, bought it December 31st of 2019. Three months later, COVID set in. She isolated herself literally through all of COVID, hardly ever went out of the house. Um, You know, did go on a few errands, started to go back to work about, three months ago working in the office a little off and on. So in 18 months of owning the car, she only got to play with it for six months. I, I really feel bad. I, you know, I really, really wish it was my car. Um, it was a fucking bad Cadillac. And um, like I said, if you're uh, interested and if you do buy it, I know where the wide body front fenders are in case you actually want to put wide body. And as I always say, it's not a wide body that's glued on. These are molded in fenders, you know, welded on under all, you know, it's, it's a real, it's a Will Posey big oak garage type wide body, not a Liberty walk riveted me on kit and make it look like a ranchero. So I I, I use wood screws. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some people do. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh. so let's see what are we getting here in the comments uh, lane's joined us for a while uh, yeah lane lane's talking about death race 2000 which if you haven't seen that movie um um i'm i'm not sure if i want to say you should watch it <laughs> it's uh you should watch it um not because it's high quality uh of any kind but um it's you get a good laugh out of it. It's it's a pretty funny movie. Um, I, I guess I'd I'd call it a B movie. It might be even lower than that. I'm I'm wondering if MST3K uh, ever riffed it. That that'd be pretty good if they did. I, I think it's probably too new for MST3K unless they happen to do it in one of the remakes. I don't know. They might even still be on in the air. Um, I just they came back for a while. I don't know yeah. if they still are, but um, it's 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 a pretty pretty funny. Uh, Funny little film there. So well, you you, you, uh, watch, you watch it for the cars. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. It's like um, I'm trying to think. Um, there's a Charlie Sheen one that's got a pretty lousy plot. There, he's racing across the country with something. 
um, and some woman, and I I don't know. It's long that every line. Charlie Sheen. Maybe movie? it's like um, you remember the old TV show Auto Man? No, John, I'm not as old as you. Uh, it was mid '80s. It was this um, virtual reality type car, I guess, and the it's kind of a crime show. I just remember there was the one man, and he was all it was kind of a Tron outfit. I think it was probably based a little bit around Tron. He had this really wedge shaped car, but the main character had this little thing that followed him around called Cursor. It was this little blue dot, and then when he needed his car, it quickly draw this car, and it was all highlighted. Just, oh just Lord, no, I, talk, I talking have about never really, seen this, but <laughs> I don't even know if you, I don't know if you could even find it on streaming anymore. It's uh, I just read about it the other day. I, I mean, I always remember Cursor. I always remember the car. I always kind of think it was like um, um, oh, the car from the Wraith. Um, the the PPG Chrysler prototype from the mid eighties. Uh, yeah, that, I was I was just that's the, another that, Charlie yeah. Sheet movie, but that <laughs> is not, yeah, that's not the one yeah, but, I was referring to. But uh, yeah, this thing is almost like it's it's got a little man. It's it's got a little of that nineteen seventies uh, concept car vibe going on out of the the mid engine uh, sports car realm. Um, very, you know, I hate to bring up Corvettes, but very Astrovet uh, lines to it. Say, but then it, the back end almost has a, a very like seventies, um, almost you know, kind of I, Lamborghini concept. But kind of maybe some of the Bert, Bertone, uh body. I, I kind of always thought the back was very similar to the uh, Jag XK two twenty. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So. But I mean, I, I saw the car on display. Honestly, it had to be ninety-two or ninety-three at a hotel I went did a class at. Um, you know, when I was working for my father in the durable medical industry, um, it was on display at one of these hotels for some conference. I mean, very cheesy. Had a Chrysler Turbo Three motor in it, but I mean, again, it was a car built by PPG uh, in conjunction with Chrysler. So it just. It pops up. It gets talked about on some of my kit car, fiberglass car lists. Um, you know, I think there's three of them, actually. And I would not be surprised to see Jeffrey Hacker end up with one at some point. There time. you go. <laughs> yeah, I bet he will. Uh, nah, but that, he, and that, you know, going on that, you know, that's kind of one of the cool things. And, and Lane actually already touched on it. Um, yeah, cars in movies and TV shows that a lot of times they're production, you know, cars that they can get their hands on. But there are these crazy kind of one-offs that get built um, or in the case of like the car John was just talking about, maybe a, you know, a kind of a, some of the kit cars show up in movies, not the K I T T kit car, uh, but kit cars. And um, like, how did that, uh, but it's really an opportunity to go back. And, and if no one, if you, if you haven't seen it before the inner, um, Internet Movie Car Database, IMCDB. Uh, we, we've online. talked about that We've one. talked about it. It's a great place to go. Just look at cars that have been in movies. And, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking back to, I, I'm blanking on the name of the movie. It was James Garner movie, uh, but he raced a glass bar. Early, you know, American fiberglass sports car, pre-Corvette. And uh, just a, a really cool car, but... I'm, I think everybody on that listens to the show knows that I'm I'm an old soul. Can we call it that, John? Can we can we say that? I'm well, I'm a fan of early movies, black and white, you know, talkies. Uh, I even watch some silent films every now and then. Yes, I'm getting cooler by the minute, folks. Uh, but <laughs> there are some really really cool cars that show up in the old black and white movies. And honestly, one of my favorite movies as well as one of my favorite movie cars, uh, go back and look up the movie topper T O P P E R. Uh, They built a custom body Buick uh, for that movie. And in some ways, unfortunately the Gilmore oil company acquired the car at some point after the movie was done and they redid some stuff on it. It doesn't look very much like the movie car, but it's still around. 
but it is just a really, really cool car uh, that was done back in, in the 30s. I think it was the 36-ish, somewhere around there, uh, that the movie was done, maybe maybe a little later. 37. Look at that. I pulled it up, and it was 37. Um, but it's just it's just a cool, cool car to see driving around in this movie. Yeah, I think you've alluded to that one before on uh, previous episodes. I mean, it's the I even think the movie's pretty good. I mean, a lot of times when we were talking about these car movies, either the cars are very odd or the the only reason to watch them is maybe to look at the cars. The storylines aren't great. It's hard to get a good storyline. I mean, you get um I'm sorry, and throw it under the bus, but even you might agree with me. I'm really not sure anybody would know what Corvette fever is without Star Wars. <laughs> um, that would have been something quickly forgotten if it wasn't for Luke Skywalker being in it. Because I believe that was filmed before Star Wars, released after Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And even in the mid-80s when I watched that show, I did not fine i mean i'm not a big i'll be honest i'm not a big fan of the 70s custom stuff other than some of the band stuff i was just gonna say except for the bands um it you know counts customs or whatever we used to be on history channel um it it really um yeah it just that never got i never understood it it's a very i mean it's a good looking corvette you know and at one point in time, I go, you know, maybe I could pick that up because Corvette should be de- devalued for the more you customize it. And I don't think you could customize a car backwards like like that. Oh, um, I don't know. Give Will a chance. He can do it. <laughs> yeah, there, there are some great lanes getting some great comments in here. Actually, I wanted to scroll back up because he had one that I wanted to mention as well uh you know he talks about the 50s 60s future prototypes of course you got the turbine car that came out of chrysler but i've always thought the what if future prototypes that were built you know for different things and and never happened and that is that is really cool because you look at some of the sci-fi movies that are are being talked about and to look back at how the sci-fi world kind of looked forward to the future and came up with these ideas of what the future might look like. And I'm blanking on the name of the movie. So I'm trying to stall for a minute here. Uh, it was a, um, Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't even, I'm blanking on the actor. It was a Tom Cruise movie about the future. Uh, it was a book that they turned into a movie. Oh man, I am blanking on it. Tom Cruise. Um, yep. Hopefully somebody jumps in with the name of it before no. I look it up here. Yeah. I'm going to let you look it up, but Robert really tossed out one minority mm-hmm. report. Yes. Minority report. Yeah, and haven't you, they done five of those or something now? <laughs> I'm not sure, but the original Minority Report, which is based on the book, which is an incredibly interesting science fiction book. I don't remember the year it was written, but it was written very, very, uh, I mean, quite a while ago. And But the idea, and, and think about where we are right now in the auto industry and, and some of the things that are being talked about, because in that movie are essentially pods that arrive when you need them and then take you places. And see, I forget and to about think that. that that book was written. I'm, I have to look up what year the book was written. See, we didn't prep for this show. So now as these things come up, we're, uh, we're having to recall our memory on these things and it's not happening. You're, you're talking the minority report and I, I, I might've watched that once. I, I don't know. Something I keep checking. I keep saying to my, uh, Google Chromecast with uh, YouTube TV or whatever it's called, where you can talk to the thing. I want to watch Judge Dredd, and Judge Dredd's very similar. Oh, I don't know when Judge Dredd was written, but all the cars in it are are pods. And actually, yeah. in one of my, um, I can't remember which one of my Facebook groups, they found just about all the cars from Judge Dredd. They're just in some 
junkyard wasting away, along with some mm-hmm. Back to the Future cars, along with probably the most iconic military vehicle ever pictured in a movie. And that was the mid-70s GMC RV from the movie Stripes. I can't remember what it was called in Stripes, but, you know, the old front-wheel drive GMC motorhomes that are really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, from, you know, somehow it's it's in that same junkyard in the middle of Nevada. I was going to say Robert Isaacs there po- tossed out one that I, I want to say we really should forget, the sheep car from... <laughs> Um, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> the greatest movie car ever the sheepdog van from dumb and dumber there it is what, what was it? it here we go there's a cheech and chong movie is there not where their van was made entirely out of we'll call it hemp to be a little politically correct <laughs> and i can't I remember if, so was that was that up in smoke i don't know um and I can't remember if they were eating it or if a dog was eating it or a sheep was eating it or the van caught fire. I just thought at some point there was maybe I'm wrong. Is, is anybody there? Uh, I, I think wasn't it a dog because didn't they make the reference to it in that 70s show uh, because Chong was on and yeah. there was the episode where he had to follow his dog around until it because it had eaten his stash and he had to follow his dog around until he could get it back from the dog. I, I that was a, a reference in that 70s show oh. to that movie. And I, said, I think it was the in the movie the dog was eating it yeah. as well. Yeah, that's just kind of what I remember. Uh, you know, maybe I'm distorted. I mean, I really didn't watch a lot of Cheech and Chong stuff. Um, we'll, won't get too political on that one. What else we got? Well, really, you know. um, well I really like Kim Rich brought up the, the Sunbeam Alpine in To Catch a Thief. And that... You know, that makes me think you got to think of things like the Italian job and the minis, the original Italian oh, job. Come on, Let's I'm not mini, talk I, about I, remakes. Mini, Let's talk I, about originals. It's, there's a, there's one. Well, what's the dumb name of that movie? And because you're a mini guy, it seems you have that to dumb watch movie. It. We just talked about it. Dumb and dumb. No, it was, <laughs> it's got a mini in it. It's actually a modern mini. Um but it's it's the most successful movie ever filmed, and it's or it's the highest grossing New Zealand produced movie in the United States. And it's I can't get past the first ten minutes of it. It's a really dumb movie about a guy and a stolen mini and some. Oh, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I wish Troy was watching tonight. He could tell me. He's the one to put me onto that. Hey, hey, Lane. But, there, there's a sign in the uh, No Driving Gloves office. No Wayne's World. Denied. Uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, where, where did it go? Where did it go? It's in here somewhere. Oh, here it is. I got my Twizzler thing. It's kind of Wayne's World. Oh, the Twizzler dispenser. <laughs> so, you know, you never can go wrong with a pacer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what it was. It was a, it was the pacer. Yep. First asymmetrical car. One of the first asymmetrical cars. <laughs> and we know I own two Velocitors, so I'm into those... Uh, asymmetrical jobbers um, yeah nobody likes those um oh, i'm getting i'm getting yelled at by jason because i we talked about the italian job and only mentioned the minis well, is well there should any, we is there any should, should we jump to the should we jump to the bond series and not mention the aston martins well we, we had an episode a couple of weeks ago and i think we talked about um buying or watching a show exclusively and only for the car and this evening, I threw up a picture behind me of pro- me probably about 10 years ago at an autocross with my old Caterham 7. And I had bought the entire series of The Prisoner just because there's a Lotus 7 in the opening sequence. It never appears in the show. It's only in the opening sequence. And I spent, it had to be 120 or 140 bucks on every DVD box set for it. So I have the entire series. And I've watched the series once or twice, you know, but I have it. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go slide off topic, not, not slide off topic, but slide off into a really odd realm, but, uh, and, and, and self-admit guilty pleasure. When I was a kid, I watched Walker, Texas Ranger because of the Dodge Ram that he drove. Because I was obsessed with that Dodge Ram, the the nine they came out ninety four and a half, ninety five body, you know, body yeah. model year it with the 94. lowered fenders, you know, mm-hmm. the the classic Dodge Ram. That was I was, 
Walker, Texas Ranger, man, that Dodge Ram truck, I was all about it. Yeah, my my dad bought one of the 3500s and put a box, you know, as a box truck. He still has it. Uh in nine it was, it's a 94. And then he had it, you know, 96. But and I had a 97. But you know, like that so old guess- classic ram. Now, now, here's a question for everybody that's watching and listening and, and commenting. How many have watched, and these are movies you pretty much only watch for the cars, Two-Lane Blacktop and Vanishing Point? Because you got to admit, yeah. those two movies, it's pretty much only for the car that's, that you're watching. It's, them. it's for the cars. I want to throw out one to Jason, though, because when you're talking about Walker, Texas Ranger, and you did that on an episode a year or two years ago, talked about talk te- Walker, Texas Like, Ranger I'm supposed Land. to remember what we but talked Jason, about last Jason week. Threw, <laughs> Jason threw out. Now, okay, I didn't watch The Fall Guy exclusively for the truck. You know, there was some Heather Thomas in that show, and that kind of made it worth watching. It's horrible to go back and watch. I mean, I give credit to Cheers and that. I can go back and watch 1982 episodes of Cheers. I can't go back and watch episodes of The Fall Guy. No, um, no. You know, and then you've got um, the A-Team. But, of course, the A-Team was a pretty good show, irregardless. Or, excuse me. Ooh, sorry, oh. sorry, sorry, Zara. Regardless John, of the van. <laughs> it's sorry, sorry, to, sorry to your co-host. That's, oh, that's like <laughs> the greatest vocabulary sin in the world. Yeah, oh, she, she, anyway, she, she slaps me every now and then when I, well, she Good. slaps me every time I say that in her presence. Good. Um. So, and now Dan came on and, and mentioned, this is funny because the way I read it, it was, I had to reread it. The great Herbie, the love bug, you know, uh, Volkswagen. But what that kicked off in my mind when I first saw the great was another old movie. Again, not the, not the remake people with, Leonardo DiCaprio, but the original, well, number one, read the book, The Great Gatsby, because freaking amazing. But the first movie, The Great Gatsby, there's amazing cars in that. Duesenberg, Rolls Royce. I mean, that is killer, killer classic era cars. Yeah, I was going to say, Zara had me watch that um, years ago when we first first went out and uh, I think I fell asleep in it. And uh, now the DVDs. You were, you were, watching, I, the DiCap- I, I, were you watching the DiCaprio? Yeah, one? it was the DiCaprio yeah. version. I mean, yeah. she she was the era, you know, the Titanic was um, um, her prom theme. She's a little bit younger than me. And, king of and, the world. So, yeah, so she was big into the Titanic. So she's big into DiCaprio. I mean, I you know, Titanic never made sense to me. I know it's not a car, but it's a transportation movie. I knew the ending. I really didn't, you know. Really didn't want to watch it. Hey, 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 hey whoa. <laughs> I, I, hey, I never watched it. Don't ruin the ending for me. Okay. Yeah. But, hey, there you there's, go. There's, there's lane movies lane with, with movies with boats in them and ships. Well, well there, there, okay. There's a really cool Renault in that movie. Ah, there actually <laughs> is. And and actually, the yeah, that's a very fairly significant Renault in automotive history. It's a fairly significant it's, scene in the movie. It's a very significant scene. And actually, the car that is used in the movie was essentially the sister car of the car that is still down on the Titanic. Uh, so they they tried to do a very, very um, appropriate job of making sure those cars were representative of the cars that were on the ship when it went down. And that was I appreciated that about the movie. I hate movies where, or even TV shows where they're, especially when it's a history channel TV show that is supposed to be representing history appropriately. Yes. Here comes Derek, the curator and historian when they represent cars that are racing and both cars either still exist or replicas, exact replicas exist of them. And they decide to use cars that aren't even from the same year or anything and just race two old cars because eh, nobody's going to know the difference well let's see here um robert's thrown out again uh dazed and confused a lot of cool cars very big you know I, the only the really the only thing i remember out of dazed and confused though is the line something about you know um something about high school girls and you know i keep getting older and they keep staying the same age that's about all i remember out of dazed and confused hey john right up. <laughs> if you if you if if be a lot cooler if you did 
<laughs> I saw, I actually saw something about Dazed and Confused. And if it was like made today, we'd be talking about like 2003 or 2004. It doesn't, yeah. if the time difference was the same. And J- Jason, Jason always puts out these great comments. And hey, I've, hey, been, I, I've, I've, been, I, I've been watching Cheers. I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation. I've been watching Scrubs. And I've been watching Miami Vice. And I'm on a Miami Vice Facebook fan page. And they love to point out the kit cars and the Corvette Testarossa and, you know, all the bad scenes. And the there's a chase scene with a Lamborghini. And they use three different Lamborghinis in the chase scene. You know, but but you never noticed it when you were watching the show, I think, in, you know, 84, 85, 86. But now that's the epitome of, you know, I think that lifestyle stretch Mercedes, Excaliburs, Testarossas, McBurney Spiders. I wasn't going to say Ferrari Daytonas, but, you know, just about every, you know, everything in there. I was just, you know, it was the epitome, you know, uh, Jason says it right. Boats, cars and uh, babes. And on yeah, the well, um, I on saw the, his wife comment on here earlier, so I think he needs to be careful. <laughs> well, I was going to say um, on the Miami Vice page that I'm on, I can't remember. Somebody actually now has found the original Scarab boat used in the show, and it's being restored to, as, you know, a, as filmed condition. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I fell in love. I, that's why I love cigarette boats. Back when, you uh, we had a, you know, my family had a boat in the harbor. There was an, a scarab in there, nothing like an offshore, the offshore power boat from, you know, Miami Vice, because we were on a river in the middle of Illinois. Um, but yeah, you know, just it, it's a fantasy, and I, it's I'll be honest, it's still a fantasy. Um, well, keeps, wait, John, because you you brought up the uh, the fake Ferraris. Um, I, I've heard rumor that if you jack them up and put them in reverse, you can actually reverse the odometer. Um. No, actually, you can't. But it, you do have to be careful of um, your rage when you discover that. Um, and the large glass windows that are behind. <laughs> there's a movie reference there, John. Come on. Well, I understand there's a movie reference there. Jeez. God. Uh, it's also why you don't valet park your car. Yeah, good point. Good point. And I- I'll be honest. He picked a great day to skip because he sure got a lot done in Chicago in a school day. I, I especially, <laughs> I mean, being the like centerpiece of a parade. Come on. Well, also, Lane, Lane I, I we've we've mentioned Gone in sixty. I really, really hope you're talking about the original and not the remake. You know, I I kind of I agree with you that the original the is a probably it's still a b film okay i'm not i'm not, I'm not saying better, it's not a better b movie film. i just have a hard time endorsing it because of the people be because of the estate behind it we'll just put it that way well um, the estate's one thing but if you go back to when it was filmed and why he did it and the history behind it all it's really freaking cool well, and john ignores it well, I was trying to figure out what uh, Jason was talking about here. I did. Oh, I she did. didn't even know she was watching. <laughs> <laughs> got And now he's just it. hitting. He's 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 hitting random numbers on the keyboard, and I'm I'm wondering if she's like you know over there yelling at him. He's like, help, help. For, forehead keyboard. Her keyboard forehead forehead keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> now and, and the the one the one car I always love to throw out, and I you know it's it's iconic. Is I, I always loved Hardcastle and McCormick. The Cody Coyote, you know, that it was a McLaren uh, M6 kit car, I believe, MP6 kit car, uh, slightly modified um, Volkswagen chassis. All the interior shots in uh, on Hardcastle and McCormick were the executive producers Ferrari. Um, I mean, it's a really, really cheesy, cheesy car. If you ever see the the even the the um what do you call it what are the what's the primary cars called the um not the beauty cars or um i can't remember but whatever even the beauty car the primary camera car is is not that great of a car up close but uh, you obviously don't remember hardcastle and mccormick terry uh no john again i'm not that old sorry yeah and yet i'm the guy that talks about movies from the 30s (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Well, I, I don't necessarily talk about a lot of classics that you really have to, get, you know, go see. Um, um, hey, guys, remember that? Uh, I'm remember, throw, that I, remember that I, Charlie Chaplin movie where he drove the Model T? Uh, Sorry, I, I was going to say Knight Rider 2000 Trans Am. How about Knight Rider 2008 with a Mustang instead of a Trans Am? So, and then I, uh, what was the one that somebody was made to- a comment that I wanted to comment on? I got to roll back now because we were just rolling. Yeah, we, uh, I say, and you, I know you, nobody knows this show because you can't even find it on, uh, again, streaming is, uh, Matt Houston. I always watched because of his helicopter and he drove an Excalibur. <laughs> oh, somebody. so now we're going to talk about helicopters, huh? Hey, I, it's all transportation. Yeah, MASH, you know, probably the greatest helicopter TV show there was. Right. I, you know, John and his stories, how he can just ramble off. I got a mash Hot Wheels <laughs> size <laughs> helicopter uh, one day as a gift. And my cousins were over. And I mean, I ha- I got it that morning. My cousins were over and I've never seen it since. I remember landing it on top of my little Fisher Price, ho- our Fisher Price Hospital. And my my brother and I had this huge Hot Wheels set up with, you know, all the play sets. And we had a couple. Well, I still have all the play sets and still have a couple hundred Hot Wheels. Uh, I am looking to sell those if anybody's interested. But, you know, I've never seen the helicopter ever since. And it's bugged me. And we lived in Monmouth at the time. I bet I was seven, eight years old. You know, the odd things that I remember from my youth. I don't know if one of my cousins stole it or... It somehow ended up in the garbage can because sometimes, you know, you know, land helicopters in crazy places. Well, you know, and of Honorable. course, everybody's bringing up the Magnum P.I. Ferrari now. No, Robert brought up the one of the ultimate Airwolf for the helicopter venue. Mm-hmm. And then there was the show Blue Thunder. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, Kim and Jason, we're talking uh, Magnum. Are we talking the new Magnum with the hot blonde as Higgins? Or are we talking <laughs> and the Ferrari... What what are we at? Four eighty eight convertible in that show, or are we talking the original with the uh, mu- greatest mustache man alive? <laughs> I know which one we're talking about. Don't give me a break. Again, I still kind of like to go back to the originals. Remakes usually kind of suck. Well, yeah, and, and, uh, the original's great. And what was funny about the original? I don't know if anybody knows the backstory. The Ferrari wasn't the original cast car. They actually went to Porsche and wanted to use an, uh, the newly introduced 928 and cut the roof off of it and make it a convertible. And Porsche told them absolutely not. Also, the Ferrari in Magnum was paid for by Ferrari, and it was one of the first times it's really documented of um, paying for in- internal show sponsorship, you know, getting the car for that. And then since I brought up uh, 928s, we, and you've talked about uh, Tom Cruise earlier, the uh, Tom Cruise uh, uh, U-boat commander. Did you see that that 928 from Risky Business sold for like oh, 1.8, yeah. 2.8? I mean, seven figures, well into the seven figures. Mm-hmm. That is a lot. I mean, I don't even know if... Is there a word to talk about how ginormous that celebrity attachment is? I mean, did Tom Cruise secretly buy the car just to make himself feel good? I I believe the word might be, and let me see if I can get this right, supercalifragilistic ridiculosis. Is that close? Uh, Yeah, I mean, what's a good 1980, 79, 928? Even a 928s worth twenty grand, twenty five grand, even even in the Porsche world, say fifty grand, fifty grand for it, and I'm going to say one point eight was a selling price, but it might have been into the twos. But go one point eight, that's one point seven five of celebrity value. There are a hell of a lot of other cars I'd pay one point seven five in celebrity value yeah. over Tom Cruise. Actually. Sport. I'd probably spend that on non-celebrity value cars. Uh, a lot of cool cars you can get for that much money that aren't celebrity cars. No, Lane said it right there. And I know he's not 
saying what I'm going to say he's saying, but I'd spend 1.75 on the DeLorean from Back to the Future before I would spend. Mm -hmm. And and we're talking a car, you know, a DeLorean to a 928, I think are similar values in this world right now. Uh, Yeah, I would easily, you know, I would much rather pay stupid money for a Back to the Future time machine than I would uh, a 928 that really is a 928 with, Illinois license plates. <laughs> now, what would you what would you pay for the original time machine from the first H.G. Wells movie? I Did you ever watch that? I would not have an interest in that. No, oh, all right. Well, that's disappointing. No, I pay a lot for the TARDIS. From <laughs> all you got to do is go get one of those British phone boxes and paint it blue. Boom, you got the TARDIS. I mean, you can figure out how to make it bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. That's up to you. But it better Before come with flux faster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they're back order. Now, see, I think I think Jason's actually lucky because last I checked, I, I believe he is uh, currently not a Corvette owner. I believe he's, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jason. So actually, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, Dana going out and, uh, you know, pulling a, a big Lebowski on your Corvette. So, you know, that's be fortunate there. I, I, I think Jason's still be- between cars uh, from the offline conversations we've had. Sorry, Jason, if we're not supposed to say that on the air, but we did too bad. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for being a listener and supporter of no driving gloves. You know, we're, we'll talk we're about the- you, even if you don't want us to. We're, we're the press. You got to live with it. Also, we've got a special episode coming out in a couple of days. Speaking of press, um, talking about the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival with um, um, Ken Derek's, Gross. Yes, Ken Ken Gross, the, the chair of the Concord. He came on, and we, we did a special quick episode with him. Uh, it'll release in a day or two, right after this episode does. Um, sounds like an exciting event. I think you might see both Derek and I there. Um, I'm really, really looking at going. Requested my pass, press passes and name dropped heavily name dropped. So there you go. Um, I know Ken Gross. Yes, Ken's a good guy. For anybody that doesn't know Ken Gross, great guy. Oh, oh there, uh, there's Jason. Awesome he bought guy. a he bought a truck this week. So did he? Oh, buy that's a, right. He did he buy a Cyclone a or Cyclone 454 SS SRT10? No, no. Chevrolet SS. Jeez. <laughs> You know, he, you know, he's kind of a Chevy guy. What's here? I thought there was a car was in a risky, risky business. business. <laughs> I agree with you, Kim. <laughs> yep, don't remember. <laughs> there definitely was the L train in um, risky business. <laughs> mm. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say, John. Hey. God. So if you had to pick... Your all-time favorite movie car out of, uh, you know, everything we've talked about, other ones maybe we haven't talked about. Do you have one? Could you pick one? Well, you know me. I'd have to sit here, and it's like picking what to watch on TV, go through Netflix and Hulu, and you got to go through everything under the sun. Or TV show. If you came up to me and you said, you have 10 seconds, you can have any movie car in the world, what would you take? Now, that, that would be an appropriate question. Um, or any, I'm going to say movie or television car in the world. And count down my 10 and I'll have to, uh, I'll tell you. And I think I would go with the, um, and it's on display on the National Mall right now. I'd probably have to go with the Lamborghini Countach from uh, Cannonball Run. Really? No, I'm a product of the '80s. It, it's it's it, that, or it's actually the McBurney Spider from Miami Vice. It would be really close. One of those two. I still would love to have a McBurney Spider, and if I decide to buy another classic toy car, I've said you know, I'd love to have a uh, C3 Corvette. But honestly, I would like to have a McBurney on a C3 Corvette. Are you actually agreeing with me, Lane? Wow, wow. Ooh, new Harley. 
Yeah. You didn't happen to get a live wire there, did you? <laughs> and Jason bought a GMC Canyon crew cab four by four. Jason uh, probably picked a, a slightly better one. 48 Tucker. Ah, from we, from we didn't the even movie touch Tucker. on the I even we touched on the touch Tucker on movie. Right. Now, if you want to see something interesting, uh, the the main car that is is used in that movie, uh, it's kind of a light blue in color, if I recall correctly, is is actually a, a, a just kind of a fake prop movie prop. Uh, last I knew, I, I believe it's still there. I haven't haven't checked recently, but. The Ypsilanti Automotive Heritage Museum in Ypsilanti, Michigan, actually has that movie prop car in the museum. Well, I remember, you know, um, there used to be a fabulous, fabulous Tucker collection behind my ex-wife's office in Alexandria, Virginia. And when that gentleman passed away, he donated his entire collection to the AACA mu mu Museum. Excuse me. Absolutely gorgeous tucker displays in that and the funny thing i was going to say about the tucker is it goes back to our airwolf blue thunder mash conversation helicopter motor car what what could go wrong <laughs> absolutely know. nothing and, 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 and i got it right lane's agreeing with me coon talk from the uh, uh cannonball run and a 21 street glide by the oh, way lane no, i got a bunch no. of um aftermarket harley seats in the garage i need to get oh dear lord what is this becoming a classifieds ad like you well, were advertising we, you were advertising hot wheels earlier now you're like oh i got a bunch of harley seats in the garage well will's not advertising for help anymore so well that's that's true that's true um i could use some mental help on my end but um, i think we all could use some mental help my psychiatrist yeah. tells me that every week Sometimes twice a week. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. 48 Tucker. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling really left out here, John. You didn't reciprocate the question to oh, me. Oh, like, uh, but you, that, 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 that's me. You know, uh, God, um, you're so uh, selfish. Okay. So, Derek, what would be your choice? I'm giving you 10 seconds. Pick any movie, movie, car. movie or movie TV. Can it be TV? Movie. Movie or television car. Okay, good. I don't even need 10 seconds. The Nash Bridges Cuda. 1971 Hemi Cuda. Wait. Take that back. Now I'm, I, I, I said Hemi, but it might not have been a Hemi. It might no. have been. In, in, I think it the was the four. No, in no the it show. was a Hemi. No, in the show, it was it wasn't it. The car wasn't a real Hemi car. I believe it was a 440 car, but it was depicted yeah. as a Hemi in the show. Right, right. And just like Don Johnson, and you know, I did pick a movie car and a TV car. Just like the, what Miami Vice did to the values of Ferrari Daytonas in the 80s, Don Johnson did it with Nash Bridges and the Cudas in the 90s. I mean, that's why those Hemi Cudas are two million dollar cars million and a half dollar cars who knows what they are today five million dollar cars uh the Freaking. car i just i was looking the car up because again i wanted to prepare but uh it's uh, the the what appears to be the most recent article it's valued at about 3.5 million yeah I mean, it's, it's hard to say the way cars are right now i i actually have seen a couple articles that the used car market's sliding a little bit right now uh maybe things are correcting themselves but there there ain't any microchips coming uh, Robert agrees with you. Absolutely, the Cuda. So mm -hmm. it is just a sweet, sweet car. Jason's uh, asking and something it, about and, it, man. And I, I kind of know the answer. You know, movie uh, movie budgets are extreme. Why didn't they just use the real cars? Because really, it's a movie. You're not going to know the difference, and they are treated horrendously. Like you know, they're yeah. gluing cameras to them. They're getting beat up. They're getting knocked around. Take Okay, take your <laughs> just, $3, million, $3 million Hemi Cuda. Are you going to give it to a television production crew for a season and let interns and all these people bang around and beat it? Beat on it. I've got a friend who helps broker some uh, movie cars for movies that get shot in here uh, in Alabama and in Georgia. And... It's dangerous because the cars never come back in the same condition they go out. 
um, you know, we were asked many times at the museum to donate or the could they use cars as props? Absolutely not, because they never, ever come back in the same condition. Um, to be honest, it's cheaper to say normally it's cheaper to use uh, replicas, easier to use replicas. You can do whatever you want with them. I mean, it's like in Ford versus Ferrari. Everything was a replica from. I want to say Superformance, but maybe they were ERA. I can't remember where the replicas were from in that. Um, and what was the other one that I was thinking of that had something to do with replicas? I don't um, know, but just yeah. just think of it this way. Dukes of Hazard. That's that's all you got to just think of Dukes of Hazard. You really want you really want the car treated like that. I will say though, there you know, the Transformers series um, and, and Jason brought it up. Some of the more modern shows and, and movies will use real cars. And General Motors was kind enough uh, to work with Michael Bay's and the Stingray concept, the, the 2009 Stingray concept that Tom Peters did, uh, was actually used in the Transformers movies. Now, they also built some uh, a roadster replica and some things like that that did some of the more... Uh, dramatic driving stuff like that but when you see the actual stingray coupe of course known as sideswipe in the movies that is the real deal car they were they were actually gm handlers were driving it and you know using it in the movie uh lane threw out here something that he actually uh was lucky enough to want don johnson's clothes um I can't tell you how often I tried to dress like Don Johnson in the 80s. Surprise, surprise. Um, it's, you know, it was just a thing. My Miami Vice calendar, my, uh, you know, boat shoes, no socks. You know, Hey, I'm not a very stylish guy. I mean, here I am in a polo. Um, I just said uh, this morning to somebody, hey, look, I'm untucking my shirt for a change. <laughs> you know, I don't understand style. I'm, you know, I'm a geek. So, but uh, Don Johnson, I wanted to dress like him. And I'll be honest, I love the double-breasted suits of uh, Philip Michael Thomas. So I, I had all my suits, and I had a lot of suits in um, junior high, uh, were double-breasted. See, and Robert's saying in response to Lane, Lane says, you know, Duke's trashed over 300 chargers. Robert says that's why there's no chargers left to buy. How many chargers did they make? I mean, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they, yep. It really, exactly. I mean, they made thousands of them. So they wrecked 1% of them. I mean, if they made 30,000 chargers, which I think is a realistic number, they wrecked 1% Probably. of them. It's not the reason chargers are hard to come by. Chargers are hard to come by because they're Mopars. And Mopars are ungodly expensive to restore. And for many years, they just got scrapped because you couldn't afford to restore them and nobody made repo parts. Now that they're worth something, people make repo parts and things get restored. Well, uh, and if you, I mean, if you try to buy one, you know, it's painted orange. So, well, we had, when, when I was born, mommy and daddy had a 70 Charger and a 69 Chevelle SS. They went away years ago when my, bro my brother was going to be born, and they traded him on a 77 Dodge Aspen SE station wagon, green with wood grain sides and tan interior. But we'll leave that for another story of dumbest moves ever made in the car world. And, you know, I always have that fantasy of coming across his charger and, you know, maybe, you know, getting it back for him. Or it was blue, black vinyl top. And, uh, but there's a good chance it, it went away with the Dukes of Hazard. Good chance, you know, I always am amazed when these people go back and find cars from, oh, this is my grandfather's. Well, Will's got that one. It was, you know, the guy's 57 Chevy from when he was a kid. And I think he's actually owned it his entire life. But to go back and find things like that, it's just, I don't know how you do it. I don't even know where to begin. You know? How do I go find my 88 LeBaron from when, you know, I was, you know, in 1992, 93, you know. So speaking of chargers, that made me think of, two cars uh, well it it parlayed into w one car and then that made me think of another tv show don't ask me why my mind works this way but i was a big fan of burn notice and of course he drives michael weston the character 
drives a 73 Dodge Charger. And that, to me, that is a cool car in that show. I mean, that is just... Uh, I mean, the, the, the storyline of who Michael Weston is... That car, you know, of course it was, you know, in the, the show, it was his dad's car. There was a connection to his dad, things like that. Uh, but that was amazing. amazing. And there's some other cool cars in that. Um, uh, Fiona, Fee, drives some really cool modern sports cars in that show. So that's another show where you're kind of wrapped up in the, you know, um, burned spy, you know, storyline. But there's these cool car scenes going on, stuff like that. So that's really cool. And then it, it, for some reason sparked in my mind, the show supernatural. I don't know if you've ever watched that, but those guys drive around in a 67 Chevy Impala, but it's a four door Impala hard top. And it's just, again, it's all blacked out. And for the storyline, it, it really fits, you know, that whole storyline of what the two brothers are doing. And it's just the black sedan that's rolling up. Um, and I think that's the other cool thing about movie cars or, you know, how they how they cast a car. That sounds really weird, but how they cast a car in a, a TV show sometimes or a movie. And it just builds the persona of the main character. And I think that's that's cool. I've always said it'd be cool to like to be a music director or something for movies, but doing the car stuff, it's because if you really care about the movie, you have people like us that we understand the cars. And a lot of times I'm really good at telling you what you drive without ever seeing what you drive, because there's certain cars have that feeling about them. You know, you said chargers and all of a sudden I thought of, uh, Hunter and their Dodge Daytona Turbo Z, whatever the black-haired chick's name was. And Jason threw one out at me. And, you know, Derek, you just named two shows I've never watched in my life. And Jason's thrown one out. What cars were on the Waltons? For some reason, I think of the Waltons as, um, you're like telling me, the great cars of Little House on the Prairie. Um, oh, <laughs> there were some sweet horse-drawn carriages in that show. Oh, sorry. There's, <laughs> There's that transportation curator coming out again. Actually, the funny thing is, is Jason wrote the Waltons and all my mind went to. And I, I know what the Waltons is. I know what T.O.T. But all my mind could go to was the truck from Sanford and Sons. <laughs> Can you even talk about Sanford and Son anymore? <laughs> so, do you, do you, uh, I, I, I used to, you know, of course, watch different strokes. And uh, I always love the scenes where you saw his limo, you know, Mr. Drummond's yeah. limo. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. Was it a. It was just a, a you know, like a 10 inch or 12 inch stretch Cadillac. You know, it had the long door with a little. It was a Cadillac, window. if I remember right. Yeah. Oh, or. Um, so the Waltons, let's see. John Boy drove a 2829 Model A Ford Coupe. Jim Bob drove a 2829 era Model, Model A Roadster. Mary Ellen and Kurt drove a 32 Model B sedan delivery and Cindy drove a 41. It doesn't say if it was a Ford 41 red convertible and John's Woody was a, wow, we're going there. Huh? John's Woody was a Plymouth. <laughs> I forgot to tell everybody we're actually changing the no driving gloves a little bit, uh, going for more of this humorous and maybe a little bit more adult humor. We're going to reluctantly listen to Matt Farah, <laughs> but we are not going to become him in any way, shape or form. I, I've actually lost four inches of girth in the last few weeks and, uh, I'm down from 192 to 167. So no, we're not becoming Matt Farah. <laughs> Dang, 192. That's what I did. Wow. All right. Yeah. When I lost all my weight, I went from like 195, 200 to uh, down to 170. And then I dropped down almost to 160. Back I up want, around that 170 mark right now. Yeah, I want to be in that 165, 170 range. And the majority of it is I pretty much cut soda out of my diet. Uh, you know, I drink all, that's all I drink is diet soda. And uh, cut it out, change it over to Jack Daniels, and we're good now. Ooh, I like that. 
No, I, I, I cut it out. It actually created some illnesses, and now I'm drinking one 44-ounce Polar Pop from Circle K a day, and I'm going to start weaning that down to go abruptly from three of those a day and three Mountain Dews a day to nothing. Yeah, my body didn't like it very much. Dear uh, Lord, John, John, John. But that, that's, that's easily 15 pounds of that 20, Ooh. 25 that I lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my thing now is I got to get off the coffee. I drink way too much of that. I'm wired half the time. Scotch helps with that. It brings me back down. <laughs> no, I, I had an incident a few weeks ago. I've sworn off alcohol for a long time again. Mm. At least until my next date. Now there you <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, Stanford. I'm Charles. glad to hear you call it pop. You just went up a notch in my book. Yes, the Northerners on the show. John and Derek, we'll call it pop. Yeah, yeah, Jason, that goes back to Bart. Actually, no, it doesn't. I don't know what the heck Bart calls it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was that was the weirdest thing, honestly. The first time I ever met John, because I'd gone to Birmingham, Alabama. I took the two Mustangs, Mustang Serial One and Mustang Concept, uh, down to the barber, and they're like, the first day, they're like, "Come on, we're going to lunch." I'm like, "All right, cool," and. Uh, we go rolling to lunch and they're going around the table order. I think we went to some little barbecue joint, if I remember right. Probably and, Rusty's. We always went to Rusty's. Yeah. And uh, the guys are like, oh, I'll have the, you know, pulled pork sandwich or whatever. And give me an orange Coke. I'm like, what, the, what, what is an orange Coke? And, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll do a, you know, I don't know. I don't even remember everything, but everything was a something Coke. And I was like, um, yeah, okay. Lane says it's a coke. Like, you can tell he's from the south. <laughs> I'm like, do you, do you have uh, do you have anything other than coke? Do you do you have like Dr Pepper? Do you have like other things? Like what what what's going on here? Uh, yeah, I got really really confused there. And if you're truly from the north and truly from Michigan, you know that when you don't feel well, no matter what illness it is, you always drink Verners. No, I was told. I was actually told today to drink Buffalo Rock by the ex ex wife of the son of the owner. I guess there's no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's see here. What are we talking? Coke, Coke. It, uh, no, it's Pepsi. Coke. I don't understand why people even drink Coke. I I have been a Pepsi person since. Uh, I used to like going and taking the Pepsi challenge. I never lost. Horrible yellows they used back then. Oh, we're we're straying. We're at an hour. We've talked a lot. Yeah. This is a hell of a topic. We're probably going to have to revisit this one, maybe with somebody else, and get. We got to have other. Yeah, we got to have some of the you other know, shows. Somebody mentioned here. American Graffiti earlier, and of course, you know, I will might discuss American Graffiti. Um, you know, Dazed and Confused did have some pretty cool cars that was brought up. Uh, we didn't bring up the Vista Cruiser from 70s show. I mean, we talked about the 70s show, but we didn't oh, bring up the Vista Cruiser. Oh, <laughs> the Vista Cruiser. Man, so, I still want one of those. However, or, or, I will say. Or the Toyota from uh, <laughs> 70s show. Oddly, my wife and I were watching. Um, okay, I'll admit it. Believe it or not. Watching the Grand Tour. And I have always been a fan of a certain car. And we're watching it. And just so happens, and of course, here we go again with connecting myself with old souls, as we'll call them. James May shows up in his car. And what is it? It's one of my favorite cars. And Christine goes, oh, that's a really cool car. Could we, maybe we should think about getting one of those. I was like, I, I, sorry, what? 1971 Buick Riviera, the boat tail Rivy. So a boat tail Rivy is in my future. Finally, I love the car. I think they're cool. We're going to be getting one. It's going to be awesome. Is that the next one on the list or the next one you're pursuing? I'm sure something will stumble. No, into I'm, I'm still hunting the Corvette. I am still hunting a Corvette. Don't think I'm not because I am. Uh, but the Rivy is, is going to be high on the list and, uh, um, parts for one of the cool projects I'm working on. 
Um, and then I just noticed that Jason said, I think we found next week's topic. And I think in referring to that, I think what he means is seeing we're talking about soda, pop, whatever you want to call it, Cokes, uh, we're, we're referring to beverages. So we're going to talk about beverage advertising cars, uh, specifically, oh, I, I think the Red Bull Minis. Um, two two uh, funny things. One, I was thinking we talked Devco milk trucks. Oh, yes, Divco. I love two, it. I'm, I'm looking at renting a warehouse somewhere here in town, and one of the co-owners of the building's son is in Red Bull Promotions and is in charge of all the Red Bull Minis in, uh, oh, in Alabama, t- Tennessee, and Georgia. <laughs> so maybe we could have a special guest when we talk about the Red Bull Minis. There we I go. don't know. This has been a great topic. I think we might continue and pick it up next week. I, re- I don't know if we've ever really done that, but I think we're going to do that. Everybody who's been in the chat has been great tonight. This is going to give you a week to prep. We're going to be yeah, back. Now next we got to do the prep show. Yeah. yeah. Now we'll be, we'll be back. We're going to be nine o'clock on Wednesdays from now on. Um, at least for the foreseeable future. We're going to, it do also the, helps with that. Not so kid friendly part of the show. It, it, it helps with that. It does help with, uh, everybody's schedule. Like I said, we were a little bit challenged and that's why we, we, you know, nobody was making it eight 30. So we're doing nine unless we have special guests in that, which we, we'll try to let you know. And we do have a list of guests. We actually had to cancel on a big one because we took that time off. But we've got Mark Green coming up. I know we're going to talk to Tony Watley again. Um, we're actually having somebody on from a um, jumpstart. Uh, uh, I want to say a jumpstart company, you know, to tell you why you need these battery packs and proper jump starting techniques. Um, who else do we have coming up? Um, we might have Will's windshield lady on the guy that makes, or the, excuse me, the lady that makes all go. of Will's custom glass. Um, your Bradley GT two owners might be interested in that one until you find out how much a custom windshield costs. Um, and we're hoping to have, um, somebody from Coparts cash for on, which is their, version of Carvana or whatever where they'll buy your car cash. They've got a really, really cool program um, that I really, really like. Um, and I just want to get some more details on it. But And I've got five or six more post-it notes here of names on it. So we, we've got some guests coming up next week, though. I think it's going to be um, TV, movie, advertising cars. You guys are going to help dictate it. And we'll just go off the rails as we always do. Ooh, we can talk about trains. Uh, We'll talk about trains in a couple weeks. (laughs) And uh, I I believe we may in, uh, you know, hopefully the next couple months uh, have a uh, retired, certain retired uh, GM designer on the show. So I'm working on I just gave you the list that's on my board. Derek's got a list of guests and Will's actually working on a list of guests too. So we got an exciting fall. We're really going to try to be here every week. We're done with our breaks. I think our lives are kind of in order um, other than the week that I moved my studio. But other than that, um, no driving gloves. Uh, Facebook, uh, we're on Instagram. Not very op- active again on Instagram, but watch us for us on Facebook. Nodrivinggloves.com if you want any of the back episodes. We're like at 184, 185 episodes out there. Um, shoot us a message. Let us know what's going on. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.